0: Father, we just thank you. I praise you uh, for all of us who prayed. And, and when we got to the end of that prayer and said, amen, Lord, that, that simply just means so be it. It's done. Father, we, we prayed that whatever that prayer was, to be a great parent, be a better spouse, be it was a stronger walk. When amen happened, it was sealed to be done. And we thank you, Lord God, for the attitude of prayer. The, 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 the desire to pray and believe and receive, Lord. And Father, I just thank you that I encourage each and every one of us here this morning that at the end of the prayers that we've prayed and believe for you to do, whether it's breakthrough or increase or healing, whatever it was, that that amen meant something. That meant that God has settled it, it's done. And it had already been settled with God, but now it's settled with us to believe that so be it, this is where I pray, this is where I stand, this is where I know that my God is fulfilling, this is how I see my family coming along, my finances, my work, my job, whatever it may be. As you said, amen, it, it settled it. It sealed it in my, my body, Lord God. That, that dry place, that, that place has been dry. God is my well. He's my water. He is my source. And so, Father, I just thank you for amen. I I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. How, how significant it is to, for you to draw to a close the, the things that you've been believing God for. That when you said amen, I'm no longer going to be addicted. Amen, I'm not, no longer going to be angry and and hateful vengeful sad or depressed amen lord that i know who i am in christ i know who i am lord god i know that you love me and lord i thank you for your shine upon me and i thank you lord jesus as as we celebrate right here just the desire to say amen amen i pray father that, that even though it may look like the devil is winning he is not he is not winning God is setting up one of the greatest restoration, greatest recoveries, greatest victories that could ever be seen. No matter how dark the hour looks, gosh, joy comes in the morning time. Joy comes, joy shows up, joy presents itself through everything else that has happened in life. Here is my joy. I thank you, Jesus. And then I just we just screaming, oh man. Oh, man it's over devil oh man i I believe that I receive all that God has done amen and amen thank you for waking me up amen lord thank you for just letting me be here I know I still got some stuff but amen for the stuff I was able to get rid of amen and amen and amen lord we thank you we thank you with all of our heart soul mind and body and and just to be able to bring some things to a close just just to, just to be able to just say i'm no longer broken anymore i'm no longer gonna hurt this this curse is out of my life and amen to that amen that my children won't have to go through what i went through amen to that lord and i i just thank you jesus for for giving us a closure word thank you thank you thank you just just sometimes we just need closure for some things need closure from being abused need closure from being abandoned this needs closure I'd be a better parent if I'd have saw one well Jesus I see you so that makes me want to pursue being better Oh no, I am I, I stand listen I I'm praising I, I just thank God for that for that worship. Like I just I I you know for me for me personally for God helped me when he delivered me from anger and I just say hey amen Lord prison isn't a place that I have to go to grave isn't a place I have to go to Amen God amen amen and sometimes we gotta we gotta bring closure to some days that just be thankful ended on a thankful note and a grateful note that that god is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think so no matter how far behind it looks no matter how much the devil has ganged up and 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 brought a bunch of evidence against you as we wait we're gonna examine it under the cross baby we're gonna we're gonna magnify jesus and say, Lord, I know I'm a better person than what, I, what, I can, what I'm doing right now, but I'm not as bad as I used to be, and I know you bringing me on to, to be a good and loving, strong man, a person of God in the name of Jesus, and I, I know that I know you're going to do something about my mouth. I know you're going to do something about the way I hear things. I know it. I know it. I know the cross is, is for me to be blessed, to be recovered, I thank you Jesus. People don't even know all the stuff that you've gone through, all the things you've had to sit up and say amen to. For someone to try to come to you and tell you there is no God. They don't even know what it takes to just be you. So I pray if you around people that are struggling, get off their backs, don't be a part of the problem, be a part of the solution. Be an example, not an excuse. Just be faithful. Father, we thank you and thank you for the Gutierrez family and Chris and Gordon. They they laid uh, his brother to, to rest, and when we just pray, Father, and thank you for just continued peace. We know the funeral may have ended, but but the peace and comfort must go on. And I thank you for giving them words. Thank you for strengthening uh, Chris to stand and speak over his family and friends. And I just thank you for for the power of God that's rested in him, Lord. And just thank you, I say amen to that, that it will never leave. Father, we lift up Danny's sister, Crystal, and her surgery is Tuesday. Uh, that, that they're learning her cancer is in the early stages. They've learned that. And, and we can fight it better. And so so it's sister Sandra, that she wakes up soon and is able to breathe on her own and can start Um and start the roads recovery and and for me and and all the attacks that Danny's going through himself so and he's over here to to my left so y'all just stretch your hands toward this wall toward Danny and father we just thank you as he's here lifting up his sister and his sister's crystal and Sandra and and father we just thank you for crystal being completely healed of cancer Uh, not only was it caught early but it's been caught by Jesus it's been caught by the body of christ that are agreeing in prayer and and praying over crystal and believing over her body that this thing has been removed from her body that she is being made whole from the top of her head to the soles of her feet lord we come against any rebellious red and white blood cells that they line up with obedience to life in her body father we thank you for Sandra waking up and coming out of of this coma of, of, of this induced coma lord god that she'll be able to breathe on her own We thank you for our strong heart. We speak John 14, 1. Let your heart not be troubled. Heart, you're not overworked. You're not overworked. You're strong. You're filled with life. You're pumping oxygen. We thank you for the power of God ministering in our body. And she's beginning to wake up and begin to be strengthened right now by the power and the glory of God. Father, as you did and, and to Adam in Genesis 2-7, you breathed into his nostrils and he became a living soul, Holy Spirit. We welcome the breath of God in, in the Sandra's nostrils, Lord God, as she is strengthened right now. And we lift up Daniel, Lord God, and all of this, and the enemy is attacking and trying to get him off course. But as Danny speaks and says amen over his sisters, they're raising up, and so is he. So is the God that is raising up his sisters from these attacks. They're raising up Danny, raising up this family to be able to stand and say, I have an agreement with God to believe for me and my family. And I know that I know that God is, is settling and God is fixing and God is anointing and God is preparing and God is showing up in a major way in his life and everything that came against him shall not prosper i speak romans 8 31 over him if god is for him who can be against him and i thank you lord that it is just a great place when he's completely empty that's exactly where you want him because that means it's all you it's all you in a great place father we thank you for the opportunity to pray we believe we receive it as being done. We thank you. According to Daniel ten twelve. you heard us as we prayed the first time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You guys. And let's uh, repeat after me as we pray of our service. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, Pastor decrease. give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power, not let the loss get left. Amen, you guys may be seated. and thank you for praying with me and Receiving your snack of love. And so we're going to talk about a cross, the cross-examination. Um, if you've ever been in court, hopefully for not too major of a reason, uh, after one witness goes, then there's the cross-examination to find out, well, let me really show you the truth that I have. Well, as believers... We all have a cross-examination. We all have that available, especially when life shows up in a a way we're not in agreement with. We put that under the cross-examination, and we're going to examine it by the cross. That means examine it by the word of God. Jesus is our defense. And this is why the Bible is so uh, consistent about the fact that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Don't go out there trying to do it yourself because basically you'd be firing Christ who could take care of it way better than you can. Uh, like, I mean, it, it is just a place where we have to give it to God. And so we want to cross examine every place we are in, in our life and, and say, here, let me put this under the cross. Let me see what the Bible has to say about this. Let me, let me get this whole thing. And, and, you know, we, we, it's, there's so many things that people get hung up on and I'm talking about in the church, you know, we get people fighting Christmas trees and that's pagan. Well, Jesus hung underneath a tree. He was a gift i can 't imagine it being more accurate. You put gifts there it 's reminding of the gift that came here for us. This has got nothing to do with the sermon. people online ain 't getting none of these. This is lobster mac and cheese right here. so he got he got to be the gift, and so so many times we end up um, pushing ourselves out because we don't cross-examine things. Uh, Am I going to be a good parent? Yeah, put that under the cross and say, God, examine me, what you call me to be as a good parent, what you call me to be as a good person, a good worker. Put that under the cross. I've not missed my destiny. I've not missed my purpose. I've not missed my plan. And by the way, neither will my family, right? Neither will my family. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21 through 24 If so, be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversations, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So some things in that verse that is telling you, Put off. You know, it's amazing that people can come in and talk to you about how bad you used to be. No, you, I changed out of them clothes. Why are you still talking about those? I've changed. That's under the cross. That's, that's, I've been delivered from that. It says uh, the old things have passed away. Behold, I'm a new creature in Christ. That's not me anymore. That's not, and, and, it, and it can get, I know for me it gets frustrating. Uh, when when older relatives can only talk about the hate I used to have, how bad I used to be, or whatever, but but I'm like I died like I and I used to try to defend it and say I'm not that person. Now I just stare at them till they say something different. I make it uncomfortable. Like I don't answer. Told you remember that time you hit Greg in the eye with that cup over them pancakes. Just, just, just make it awkward, make it awkward because that person's no longer, that person's been examined under the cross. Now I'm hitting the devil in the eye over some pancakes, but no more humans, but a renewed mind. So we have to fix our mind. You have to change the way you're thinking, right? Uh, do a checkup from the neck up. Thinking, thinking, right? Uh, and, and get your get your get your things in order and so that even if you work and even if you think everyone's against you Even if you think they're, they're wasting the job that you're doing wasting the time that you're doing one, one of the things that hurts us the most is when we put a lot of time in something and get no Thanks for it and get nothing back from it So we keep sticking with it even though it's wrong and even though it's abusive But I've put so much time in and I want to get something out of it. anybody ever been like that? I was jogging on a pair of shoes the other morning and I thought someone was chasing me out here. I guess I jog in shoes every morning. So it wasn't like I come out here barefoot. That didn't, that didn't make sense at all. But I thought somebody was chasing me. And it wasn't nobody was chasing me, but I had my earphones on. I was listening to worship music, but I could hear, an, like I would hit the ground, I could hear. And I was like, and I was looking around like some afternoon, and 4.30 in the morning, ain't nothing after you but the dark. It's dark. Y'all, I got in the car after running, running three miles with somebody thinking they was chasing me. I could hear feet. And when I took my shoes off, I thought I was going to bring them. I ended up throwing them away. The sole of them had come apart, and so that was the extra step. <laughs> my, <laughs> my shoes was worshiping. gonna praise. And the faster I run, the closer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, look. The closest it seemed like that was following me, right? You got to fix your shoes. got to fix the steps that you're taking. You can't walk in anybody's shoes. You can't walk in old shoes, get you some new kicks. Put on a new man. The old man has unraveled, and it'll make you think that your past is chasing you. Your past is catching up to you. and you're, No, just change your shoes. Just no. I'm, I'm going to put on what Christ has called me to wear. Nothing more illustrated. I remember taking those shoes home. I was going to fix them. Fix them. Some Sobe. I'm going to fix broken shoes with some Gorilla Glue. I was about to go gorilla and uh didn't. Nana no, said, why don't you just throw them away? But I paid for these. Like, I was reluctant to get rid of them. I paid for these. I want to keep these shoes. They just, even when you hold them up, the tongue just, like it was just out of breath. I them about seven years, you know, good workout shoes. I think we need to change out of those things that are tired and worn out. Maybe you need to change out of that hate that you put on every morning, change out of the hurt that you put on every morning. Start looking for that person to do the right thing instead of looking for the wrong thing, right? Looking for the good as a verse that Pastor Rita said in the classic Amplified said we're gonna go way back so be renewed when I'm renewed in my mind it creates a a context for faith it it gives me Uh, An an understanding of what the bible says about faith in my situation So my mind has to be renewed so I can hear faith because if i'm i'm just rehearsing old thoughts and old things That's the only that's all i'm going to hear So I got to renew my mind so I can hear something good So i'm not sitting around worried about who's against me I can be thinking about the god who's for me when they say people are to uh When they look for when they hire people to deal with and exposing counterfeit money They don't make them focus on counterfeit money. They make them focus on the real thing they make them focus on the good. They say, get so used to seeing the good one. Go get so used to seeing the correct one that the counterfeit will be recognizable because you only see what's good. But, I mean, we got to get used to seeing good. Sometimes, even if it's in our own kids, even when they don't act it, even when they don't do it, you got you to gotta say, no, I still see good in you. You got to paint a picture. got to paint some vision for them. Because if you're so busy looking for the counterfeit, you're so busy looking for the wrong, you're going to find wrong. You're going to find counterfeit. So we've got to look at our kids and say, look, you you got good in you. There's some good. There's greatness uh, within you. I've been looking at good, and you look like good. Now, that don't mean you let them act crazy. I mean, you, you deal with that. You tell them this is not your good. You got better there. Use the good one. Use the good attitude. <laughs> Use the good morning. So Jesus laid it all on the cross, and no matter what comes against us in life, we can cross-examine it and apply what Jesus said. We, we cross-examine my 29, we got married, we cross-examined, we said, "Here's the deal." divorce is not an option. We're going to be good men. We're going to, that means we're going to have to take care of some things. We're going to have to learn. We're going to have to grow in some things. All we saw was divorce. We didn't know, didn't know how that was going to work, how we're going to see it. But we did see a stepfather who came to my mom and stayed with my mom and still with my mom. And even though the years are now starting to get confusing, like I'm starting to find out they got together a lot faster than I thought. <laughs> trying to verify that my birthday is when they say it is. But a birth certificate, so that was all a plan. But he stayed. He stuck with it. Even things that didn't belong to him, he raised them. Right? And, and so we, we want to look at that point of saying, God, again, how can I be a gift? How can I be a blessing? Right? Because Genesis 12, 2 says we are blessed to be a blessing. And we go in and say, God, I want to be a gift. I, I want something to be open. I don't want to walk around with, with everybody knowing what I am without even having to open it. Which, by the way, thank God for Amazon. They just bring your stuff in a box that they, you know. I know exactly what I'm getting, I already saw it. I got it off the porch. Wonder what this is. I like how y'all fist pump Amazon. Put fear, doubt, unbelief, unforgiveness, uh, hatred, under the questions that Jesus answered by dying for it on the cross, right? Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Right? Bless those who curse you, render good for evil. He wants us to walk in this way. So what we put on is is what we put on is what we will put up with. So if I keep putting on that old stuff, I'm gonna keep putting up with that old stuff. And I'll never be able to change what I'm willing to put up with. So I want to put on the new man. I want to put on what Christ did. I want to put on salvation. I want to put on uh, restoration. I want to put on peace. I want to put on transformation. I want to put on the blessings of God. I want to put on the joy of the Lord, the strength of God. I want to put on the peace of God. At night, before you go to bed, you know, put put peace on so you can sleep. Put it on like a night gown pajamas. So what we put on is what we'll put up with. So if you put on your negativity, that's what you're going to put up with. You're going to look for it. Put on joy in the morning. Put it on and you'll look for joy. Uh, The new mentality of clothing Christ has given us. So 2 Timothy 1, 7 said, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So when fear comes in, put on the love, power, and a sound mind. Fear is designed to rob you of your sound mind. It is designed to torment you. It is designed to make you lose thought and thoughtfulness and mindfulness. Fear is designed for you to lose your mind. We we call it paranoia, right? Have you ever been around some paranoid people? They are not in their right mind when they act that way. It's not even about just being concerned or investigating or suspicious. They are not in there right now. So it said God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Spirit of fear means that it's not that you won't ever be afraid of things. It's when those things turn, be with you so long, they turn into your way of life. No joke. Yesterday morning, jogging in my own neighborhood, this man's big German shepherd sitting on the porch. Come right and run it. I ain't going to be it. I run it. It's charging at me. Charging. I went... You know, just too tired to run from it. No, I'm screaming. (laughs) Even I laughed. That dog got close to me and just stopped. Like, I said, no. And the man comes out there. What does, what do the owners of dogs say? What do they say to you? He, he friendly. He ain't going to bite you. I don't think he knew that when you went out there and I come running up over here. He, oh, he just want to run with you. No, I want to run by myself. I got this covered. I don't need your big dog running up to me. You tell him teeth that I said no. <laughs> I laughed when I when he came out there. He, said, he woke you up, and I can wake up by myself. I don't need your dog's help. Nope. So funny. I kept jogging. I laughed. I laughed that, and I thought, if that man sees me again, he's probably going to keep his dog locked up. Right? I think sometimes we need to quit letting these things growl at us to pass and run up to us. You ain't going to never be nothing. No! I'm going to be better than that. Your whole family been afraid of dogs. No! Just this one. <laughs> so I just didn't want to sue you, mister. Your dog bite me. So it is. So it'll turn into a spirit, if it's out, to not go under the examination of the cross. Whatever you're going through, just go, here, here's the cross. Jesus, did you take this from me? Did you deliver me from this? Yes, you did. There it is. The Bible says he's a mender of broken heart. Did you do that? Okay, let me put this broken heart under here. And, and you just give it. Give that to God. When, and even when you're dealing with your kids, if they go through a bullying situation, they're going through something, take them in the exams. Here you are under the cross. Here's why God gave you me. Here's why we're hearing this together. Here you are. We're examined under the cross that, that no matter what these people are saying to you in school or bullying you or trying to do something, here's the cross. You are stronger than that. Greater is he that's within you. Speak, First John 4, 4. He that's within you than he that's within the world. You've got greatness inside of you. And just come first grader can't see it, they can't see anyway. Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 25. I forgot to read this whole verse last night. I mean, whenever we on Friday. Verse 23 through 25. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same will save it. For what is a man's advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? So what we do daily determines what we become permanently. What is my daily routine? Am I daily negative? Am I daily positive? Am I daily joyful? Am I daily hopeful? Because that's what I'm going to turn into on a permanent basis. And it says, pick up your cross daily. That means every day, if you could pick, go ahead and pick your cross up, when stuff comes your way, you'll have your cross in hand to cross-examine things. Don't ever leave a day without picking up your cross. Don't ever leave a moment without picking up your cross. Don't ever leave a situation without picking up your cross and said, this thing is going to come under examination because I know that there's a devil that's done like me and it's out to get me. My relationship's going to come under examination. My things are going to come under examination. and I'm going I'm to bring it to Christ. I'd rather have him speaking on my behalf, would rather. He died for us to permanently be known with him while on this earth and would examine everything under what, under what he had, what he did on the cross, I'd rather do that. I'd rather examine. So understanding that when I'm trying to save my life on this earth, I'm changing the Lord's prayer from thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven to it must be like this in heaven, so I'm going to do it this way on earth. That ain't the Lord's prayer. That's the lone prayer. you loaning that to yourself. It must not be like that in heaven. God does not want you broken. God does not want you hurting. God does not want you empty. God does not want you feeling like a failure. God does not want those things. We need to stop being under attack and start bringing our attacks under the cross. Oh, I'm just under attack. Bring it under the cross. I'm just under so much. Bring it under the cross. Life is not too heavy. Sometimes we carry too much. You're getting all the motivational stuff. So Jesus hung under the cross to take away our sins, and we owe it to him to bring those things under cross-examination that we may walk in fulfillment of all he has done for us. For all he has done for us. All the things that he's brought us to. So that means that he has brought you to this specific place, this specific time in life, so that God will be celebrated and honored. Listen to this in Psalms one ten. 111 verse 10 It says the fear Of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom And a good understanding Have all they That do his commandments His praise endured forever So now if you don't go back and read Hebrew and Greek You'll think God wants you to be afraid of him Right Have you ever seen uh, Parenting Where the kids are afraid of the parent They obey them but they they Terrify terrified like terrified, like walking in the room, they don't love daddy, they're afraid of him. I've seen that so many times. Like, I've seen that so many times. Never wanted that to be that. And of course, my kids have all grown to be taller than all of them, all so I'm like, sit down. Like, You're tired of trying to tell Jared, boy, you better. It's like, yes, sir, dad. But you see that that, and that's what a lot of times people think, that this fear right here means reverence. It means respect. It has nothing to do with being afraid of God. It means respecting God. It means that there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing about what you respect you're going to attract. I'm not attracted to things I don't respect. If I, I don't respect it, I don't, I'm not attracted to it. I can't give that thing any satisfaction. And it can't get none either. It means to respect and honor God that everything that comes out is truth. It's truth. I, I do not want them running. We, my parents, one of them had a friend that we got to meet one time. I don't know the man's name, what his actual name was. I know they called him Shovel. So he was a garden tool. And then what Shovel would do was the men before any of the kids anybody ever seen this before it was my first time ever seeing it by the way it was my mother's first time ever seeing it and it was the last time we'd ever see it but he sat and told my dad to come over hey y'all let's eat and then the kids can eat my dad gone Mm -mm. now shovels a little well I'll never forget this I I was seven But my father is like, he said, no, we don't treat our kids like they're not a part of the family. We don't dominate over our kids. And my mom was boiling. She like, get them. We're going to get some churches and we're going to go to the next destination. We out. The shovel, keep his little plates. She was ready to go. And then he said, now, what you need to do if you ever want these kids to respect you is let them come to the table. Why do you have to hide when you eat from them? And make. And we was hungry. Like, my, we can't, Can you imagine telling your kids, no, y'all can't eat right now, tell everybody else to eat. And lips is white, because we've been outside playing. He gonna sit up there and get him two helpings. Old girl was ready to go to prison. He go, this is what we do in my house. Listen, God... Not only did he not sit down at the table to eat in front of you, he prepared the table for you to eat. He served you. That's real life parenting. That's real life love. That's real life hope. One of the things we've tried to make our kids be a part of the solution in the house, be a part of the uh, finances. If, you know, Even though I may have been the only one going to a job, they were the ones in, in, in responsible for praying. And everything that we were blessed with, I say, man, it's because of your faith, your prayers. You earn this. You earn this. And you know it's, your mom did it. You, you earn this. You got to make them a part of it, a part of the growth. Not we going broke because of you. You need gifts for Christmas. Now we got to live in a tent. So it's respect, right? What I respect, I will attract, right? We do that in eating. We respect cake. Got love for Pie. It's, respect, it's healthy respect. It's so healthy, we gave it a medical term. Sweet tooth. Just one. Sweet tooth. We respect it. Now, you can respect something that's not good for you. Amen. I'm just going to use that one. Now you can apply it to anything else you got out there. All right? Thank you, Jesus. So we can tell the difference, right, by what we respect, by what increases in our life. If your enemy grows bigger, that means you got respect for it. But if you can see that God is bigger than your enemy, you know you're respecting God. Fear respects your enemy more than it does what God does. And now I have such a reverence for God my healthy fear of not doing what God called me to. I have a reverence for that. So much that I want to obey what God has said. So the rest of that verse, when it says a good understanding, have all they do this in this command. So if my health, if I have a healthy respect for God, I'm going to understand God. If I respect fear, all I'm going to do is understand fear. We've watched people do this during this whole COVID and this pandemic thing where people respect whatever the news is. They have such a respect for. Now, I'm not saying don't, you know, don't protect yourself, but don't be so caught up that you think you out there and it's going to get you. All right. We've got to have a healthy respect for God, reverence for God. Who, who do I keep up there? Who do I keep in there? So res- respect respect for not walking in the promises of God is, is a healthy, healthy respect because I want to do what God's called me to do. I had respect for God. If, if I don't stay with you, am I ever going to be a good husband? Am I ever going to be a good father? What kind of man am I going to be? I want a healthy respect to, to honor you more than just who I am. So just remember when fear is trying to make uh, your faith temporary that only main, that means maintaining your faith will be legendary fear is the is the is the longest run in Halloween party because people get to wear that mask that never ends and it keeps that mask away of as a way of life instead of one-time event fears greatest mask for people especially the body of Christ is they call it wisdom I'm using wisdom no, you're afraid. Using wisdom. I, I'm using wisdom. We've seen that. They wear the, the wisdom mask. And as long as they uh, as long as fear can convince people that they are being smart by being afraid, the mask will become so comfortable they will forget that they're even wearing it. Right? So you've seen people with masks on their faces, right? Uh, uh, And and I'm talking about mental mask, emotional mask. You say good morning to them. Why are you talking to me like that? Take it off. Halloween's over. And they can wear it for so long, they become comfortable. Right? Romans 8.1 says, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if someone condemns you, shove that under the cross. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you condemn yourself, run that to the cross. And say it to yourself: There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Even if you have to take a mirror with you, right? Philippians 4:13. You ain't gonna ever amount to anything. I was told that as a child, not by my parents but relatives. You ain't gonna never be nothing. Your dad was nothing. You're gonna be nothing. You ain't gonna never. You ain't gonna never be nothing. Well, sound like you never went to English class. But Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And once that was put under there, that never going to be nothing, never came up again. Because if it came up, it couldn't stay up. Look at my amount. Look what I'm counting. Look at the changes counting in me. You know God don't love you. You know, look how messed up you are. You're still messing up. You said you going to do that again. You keep doing it again. Jeremiah 29.11, I know the thoughts I have of you. Thoughts of good, not evil, so you'll have an expected end. I know some of y'all have never trespassed. Trespass is not the same as sin. Sin is something you do that you didn't know was wrong. Trespassing means I knew it was wrong, and I did it anyway. I know I'm the only one that's got the trespass, but God says, I've been thinking good about you. Right? got to think good about you. You got to th- think good about yourself. That's why when Pastor Rita said, <laughs> yeah, seriously, if it, 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 you would not have thought that we grew up with any pressure because of what our mom kept calling us. You'd have thought that we, we'd never had anything go bad in our life. And she just kept saying, man, you're great. Man, you're an amazing kid. You're, and I believed, like, I was crazy enough to believe every word. I thought, really thought, I was so special. I thought, like, and i still tell my siblings, it's a good thing she had me last. Y'all wouldn't have come. See, I mean, I believed everywhere, even when she said that she'd, kill me if I didn't act right and tell the police chill on my twin and say, my curious. I believe that too. All well, right, you need to speak heavenly about your hope, heavenly about your joy, heavenly about your peace, heavenly about your marriage, heavenly about your kids, heavenly about your job, heavenly about you gotta speak those things so you can start to get up and live like it. Right? If you speak hopeless, you're gonna live hopeless. Act hopeless. And this is not a motivational speak. This is not uh, new age, tap into it. This is Bible. The Bible says you will have what you say. As a man thinketh, that's what he is. Out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speak. This is you. Psalm forty-five one says your tongue will be the pen of a ready writer. If your heart's overflowing with a good thing, you'll write stuff. That's good. It's good, but you got to examine it. You got to examine it. No, I may not have started off right, but you can rest sure he will be able to say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Right. So Micah chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, one of my favorite verses in the Bible says, Therefore, I, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. If you've ever fallen, this is your verse. If you've ever fallen, there are people maybe cheering against you to fail. Don't worry about it. I will arise. You may be sitting in the dark. God, I don't know how we're going to get through this. I don't know how we're going to pay this. The Lord is going to be my, you got to just take this verse. And here it is under the cross. It was one of my favorites. Someone had made me a bandana with that verse. I don't know where I got to find that. I used to wear it so much. It was a black bandana until it was gray because I sweat a lot. And the sweat rings, I couldn't even wash them out. But I, I believe that verse with all my heart because I know what it's like to have a whole cheering committee against you waiting for you to fail. And they shock when you haven't fallen. Shock when you don't come out in the light. And you may have to like squint because you've been in the dark so long that I didn't even know it was light outside. So you begin to come back. So this is our cross-examination when life and, and, and enemies are laughing at us for a dark moment. But it quickly reminds us that God is our light and not our surroundings. Your surroundings is not your light. Outside, that's not our light. Our light is what's within us. Cause we know that there, it's gonna get dark. Now it's getting dark earlier, but your light has got to be within. Got to be able to turn that thing on. And so it is through cross. It is through the cross examination that we expose the enemy, and every assignment he has against us is de- de- denied. Right? We expose him. Right? Right. It's Isaiah 54:17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right? Isaiah 59 and 19. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise standards. He'll just begin to just lift it up, right? James 1.8, but said, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you got to go like, look, am I unstable here? And just begin to bring it up. We were talking about that Joshua 1.7, As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. All we do is fight in here. Okay, bring that whole house under the cross of that verse. We all put everything, put your couches, your candles, everything under there. <laughs> the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, put everybody under there. Leave nothing out, all right? So we're, we're going to know that we're blessed. Put it under the, I don't care what it is, put it under the cross. And so we're going to be able to do it, amen? All right, you guys bow your heads. We're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you for Family Sunday. Thank you, Lord God, for the passion and compassion that you put inside of us. And when we actually encourage others, we believe we're giving them the courage to be thankful, to be grateful, and to be happy. We're giving them courage to be able to say the joy of God belongs to you. You have it. It's yours. Be courageous about it. Go ahead and be joyful anyway. Even when things look like they're not working out, be joyful. Have some courage. It takes a lot of courage to be thankful when things are not going well. That you like, like you wanted things to change, but he but says take courage. Be thankful for this. I got to quit worrying about how people look at me. I got to quit worrying about how, what people think about me. I know what you think about me, God. So I, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to run, and I'm going to live my life. They that wait up on the Lord shall renew their strength. That's what waiting looks like. Looks like renewed mind, looks like renewed strength, and we're going to be better. We're going to do it. I, I, listen, I want to pray as you guys have got your eyes closed and your head bowed, and pray for those of you who've just seen yourself wanting so desperately to take care of your family in such a way they don't have to want for nothing let me can i jump in agreement with that for you and and just believe that yeah absolutely yeah the bible says he wants to supply you with more than enough you you're just saying i don't i don't ever want them to have to want or worry that i mean that is a that is a solid uh, a giving that is a solid mentality of stewardship that god has put inside your heart to believe for and not just because others won't suffer but because you just want them to know that it's God doing it through you please don't let that go that's not you being greedy that's you making sure no one ends up being needy thank God for you thank God for your dreams thank God for the visions that you have thank God for that father we just praise you we thank you for the hope that you're building inside of us And We give you all the glory and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. So get your legal team ready. It's your Bible. And anything that's coming up in your life, you're going to put that thing under the cross and examine it. Well, I'm just a nobody. That ain't what the Bible says. All right, you were found and bought with a price. All right, all right, well, we love you guys. You got some pomegranate orange juice. It's out there, all right? And, and loving on you guys and got some hummus, all right? So we love you. You're dismissed.